I understand both sides, to be honest, because I understand you were trying to show me like the kid life, trying to make me have fun and like trying to like block all that real world stuff out of my view. So I don't have to worry about that until I'm older, yeah. in which now I see that a lot because the real world stuff is like, it it's crazy. Everything's super expensive. <laughs> the world sucks. Hello and welcome to the Healing and Dealing Podcast. I am your host, Charlotte, and I am so excited to go on this journey with you. Through a trauma-informed lens, we will navigate healing through conversation and connection while learning tools to embody our transformation and make lasting changes in our lives. We will cover relatable topics and discuss various modalities to put into action and ignite change. This podcast will have incredible guests who will share their story and provide proof that even in the darkest times, there is light waiting for us. If you landed here, it's for a reason. Now, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Healing and Dealing podcast. Today is extremely special. I am beyond excited for who I'm introducing to all of you today because he is my very own son, Irie Jaden Dukes. Got to say his whole name because he has such a cool (laughs) name. But yeah, he's agreed to come be on the show and share some of his experiences with all of you and with me because I'm sure there's going to be some new things that I hear as well. Hi, Irie. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to your mom's podcast. How does it feel? Feels pretty good. It's pretty crazy, right? Yeah. All these these years and now here we are and sharing our experiences on this platform is pretty crazy. It's been a long journey. (laughs) How old are you again? 17. (laughs) You have a lot longer journey ahead of you. So yeah, it's kind of crazy because we're inside my little podcast studio and we're like really close together and trying to make this work. So Mm -hmm. we're both a little bit nervous. He doesn't seem nervous, but I'm definitely nervous. So I mean, I want to give everyone a little bit of background. I had Irie when I was 19. Me and his dad were married and was very young, like I talked about on my first episode when I shared my story with all of you. I decided to have a baby at a young age, and thank God I did, because now I have this grown man sitting in front of me, basically. Hey, I don't know what my dad was thinking about being... (laughs) I'm not going to talk about it. (laughs) His dad was quite a bit older than me, so... Yeah, that's what Iris talking about, yeah. which is fine. I mean, obviously, I like older men. Henry's nine years older than me. Your dad is about the same. So I just met him when I was much, much younger. But I was always ahead of my years, I think, because of the experiences I went through and the trauma I'd been through. And I was really just in a lost space for a long time, trying to find myself and like validate myself through men, which was like not the right way to do it. You know what I mean? So when I met your dad, it was kind of like that stereotypical daddy issues type thing. And he was older than me and he was a provider and and I felt, you know, a sense of safety with him. So security, security. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, I got pregnant with you. (laughs) <laughs> and we were actually talking about this the other night because we were having that hard conversation mm-hmm. with you and Stephanie, your girlfriend. Yeah. And can I talk about it a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Okay. 
So we were talking about sex, you know, and and I was just really upfront and direct with them. I'm like, I know you guys are having sex and are you on birth control? And she's like, she looked at me like all scared, deer in, he- deer in headlights. And um, I don't think Stephanie was expecting me to like no. be so direct, you know. But that's when I kind of shared my experience of getting pregnant early and how I was contemplating having an abortion with Irie, which I obviously didn't go through with. But it was, you know, a huge decision and it changed my entire life when when I made that decision on my own that I was going to have a child and I wasn't even 20 yet. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of giving them the rundown, trying to scare them a little bit into making sure that they are using protection and on birth control because he's only 17 and she's 18 and these are the conversations we got to have with our kids. Yeah. <laughs> How did it make you feel when I brought that up? I just know that she was like, um. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just know that she was like shitting bricks in the inside of her head. Oh, Because yeah. like getting put on the spot like that, especially by like your boyfriend or girlfriend's mom, it's kind of like crazy. But, yeah. Do you think it's okay that I did it? Yeah, definitely. Honestly? Yeah, it builds, like, it builds something. When you put people on the spot, they have usually more respect for you after. Okay. Well, that's That's good. what I would think, at least. Like, if someone puts me in the spot, it depends what the situation is, but I usually gain respect for them because, like, they're putting me on the spot. It's kind of hard to explain. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're, they're trying to get something yeah. out of you. Yeah, exactly. And see, like, what you're about. Yeah. And see see what you're going to say and how you're going to react to them putting you on the spot. Yeah, she looked a little scared. I yeah. was like, but I wasn't going to back down. I was like, nope, this is something I feel really strongly about. I'm not ready to be a grandma, even though I think, you know, someday you and her will make really yeah. great parents. Not anytime soon. Exactly. I'm, not, I'm trying to get some money first. <laughs> trying to make More that money. money. Yeah. Which brings me into... What do you do for a living these days, I along with high school? Tattoos full time. Full time. Every day. I have one actually right after this. You guys, all my audience, like it's so crazy that my son has found his passion at such a young age and he's actually made a business out of it and is being mentored and doing it, you know, the the right way and safely and it's it's just crazy. Like I'm so proud of you and so happy for you. I know like throughout the years you played sports and we were like a really big sports family and you were so good at them that we thought like that would be the road that you would take too, like along with Nico and Cruz, but mm. you always had this different side to you that was like artistic and liked music, play the guitar and so It doesn't surprise me that you chose a different route. Mm -hmm. And I think that what's so beautiful about it is you went with what felt right to you. You didn't go for what we wanted you to do. You know what I mean? Like, what was that like, like making that decision when you told us, I don't want to play football anymore? Well, I mean, I kind of did want to play football. It was just kind of like when I broke my collarbone. Yeah. It kind of ruined the fun for football for me. Not that I was scared or anything. It just was like. It w- I wasn't, like, I tried practicing again. It was just wasn't fun to me anymore. Like, I didn't have the same fun I did before just because, like, now that I know, like, the risk or something, mm-hmm. like, it's going to stop me from being able to work and make money just for playing a sport. It is not, it's not for me usually. Like, I can play sports, but I, I wouldn't want to risk my whole business, mm-hmm. all my income just for a sport. Like, yeah. that's not giving me any income. But for some people, I understand that's, like, it's what they want to do, and they can make an income in the future on that, mm-hmm. in college or, like, 
NFL or something. But for me, I'd rather just have something that's like, I know I'm going to be able to get money, not injure myself. Obviously, stuff can happen. Like, but yeah. it's not going to happen as likely <clears throat> if we're not playing football. And I wouldn't want to drain all my energy every single day playing football or baseball. Baseball is not as much energy as mm-hmm. football because football, you're like running. Or like just you're just doing stuff Hardcore. the whole practice, yeah. So if I if I played football this whole year, I wouldn't have even got close to what I was doing right now, like tattoos every day. I would have been tired, wouldn't have wanted to do, um, do any tattoos. So that's true. Yeah. And if you think about it, in the long run, like tattooing is gonna get you yeah. farther than football. Yeah, it's more permanent than football would be. Yeah. yeah. It was for me, like as a mom, it was it was kind of hard to. Be like, what? I'm never going to see you on the football field again or the baseball field because I loved watching you play. Like, it's, as a parent, it's the yeah. best feeling to, like, be sitting there watching your kid, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. Like that one time you hit a home run and I peed my pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. I was walking, like, behind the field to the snack bar and... I, he was up to bat. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to hit a home run. And I got up behind the gate, the the fence, and I was like, hit it out here, Irie. And what, were you 10? Uh, yeah, I was 10. Yeah. And he freaking smacked the ball all the way over the fence. And I was like, oh, my God. I started screaming, jumping up and down. <laughs> and as, like, all my fellow moms know, your bladder's super weak after you have babies. So I literally peed in my jeans right there. Mm-hmm. Super embarrassing, but yeah. it's something I'll never forget. That was awesome. Yeah, the sports days were super fun. Let's kind of go into, I mean, I want to pick your brain about some things that I think it's uh, are really going to help the audience and, like, people that are going into blended families mm-hmm. or, like, say there's a couple on the verge of breaking up and, you know, they're trying to decide, like, well, how is it going to affect my kids, you know? Mm-hmm. You were... Like, two two years old when me and your dad first separated. Do you remember anything about that time period? Yeah, I do. Like, most of it, just because it was, like... It lasted for so long? Yeah, a lot of stuff happening at once. But it was definitely hard. Like, I don't know how to really explain it, but, like, which time are you talking like about? Like, what's your earliest memory of, of like, do you remember your, me and your dad even being together? I don't really remember you guys being together. I remember, like, you guys first breaking up. The one thing I do remember, though, is that one time we were at the dealership. That's probably, like, kind of, like, That's yeah. should I talk about that? I mean, if it's up, you're, it might upset your dad. I don't know. Do you remember what he did? Yeah. What did he do? So, <laughs> basically, we were at the dealership where my dad worked. And this is all in the past and everything. This is, like, we laugh yeah. about this stuff right now. So, don't take this any type of serious like this is not serious we're at the dealership and me and my mom come it was just right after i got the dentist i think and i had gotten like a lot of shots like two three shots and like of course there's some people that are against vaccines which right now i'm not gonna like i yeah so your dad has always been against (laughs) vaccines he's always been against vaccines yeah and i got back from the doctor yeah but since i had like full um, legal and physical custody. Yeah. I was the one that made those decisions. Yeah. And I got you vaccinated. Yeah. So this is actually a really great topic because I'm sure that there are tons of parents that feel differently about that. But my, I mean, my thing was I spread them out and I yeah. did them one at a time to make sure if you did have a reaction, we would pinpoint yeah. which one it was. And then I only got you the ones that were actually mandated to go to school. Okay. There's a lot more that they try to put on there that you don't actually need. So I've just made sure to kind of like 
really know what's going on with your vaccine schedule mm-hmm. and work with your doctor as a team, which that's yeah. what we did, you know. But yeah, that I was actually dropping you off to him. Yeah, and I remember he was like super mad, and then I just went with him, and like I he had thrown water on you or something. Mm-hmm. We won't really get into that. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like crazy, but. It was crazy. It was pretty crazy. It was crazy back then. <laughs> yeah. Like, we had to do our drop-offs at the yeah. sheriff station. Well, that was, like, way after. It was after, but yeah. I, but my point is, like, it was so toxic was and volatile back yeah. then. It was just going back and forth, back like, trying to make each other mad. Oh, my God, It was yeah. back and forth. It wasn't just one. It was back and forth. It was definitely, the hard, like, one of the hardest times And there's definitely life. things that my dad did wrong and that you did wrong, but... That's a part of, like, understanding. It's, like... Exactly. That's how it is. Yeah. And I know that you witnessed, like, a lot of traumatic things yeah. during that time because of, like, our anger towards each other. Yeah. And I always honestly felt like he hated me. And that's why, like, I felt like we couldn't ever get past anything. Yeah. Like, I wanted to get there, but I, but there was just so much, like... So much other stuff happening that I was afraid for you to get caught up in that I was, like, trying to protect you in a way. But sometimes I think now I'm like, okay, fast forward, you know, 10 years when things started to calm down. You know what I mean? Like, it literally took that long. Like, we've been going through this. You've been going through this for so many years. And now, like, since you ended up moving in with him, like, it brought me and your dad closer. Yeah. And even right before that, me and him started to work things out, you know, and, like, just talk to each other like regular human beings and not have animosity towards each other. And it really was just a decision that, like, we had to make. Yeah, it's just you have to accept who each other are. No matter what the circumstances are, just accept it. Accept that you might not like certain things about him. That's just how it is. There's nothing you can do to change someone. There's only so much you can do to change someone. But when it comes to that kind of stuff, you just, you got to accept it. To be yeah. at peace with yourself, you have to accept stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no and I, like and I definitely wasn't at peace with myself. And I'm, he wasn't at peace. He was, he just felt like he was always so angry. Yeah. You know, in which I understand, like, there there was a lot going on. And, and I was a part of that, you know, a part of his anger. So I get it. I, I, I understand both sides, to be honest. Because I understand you were trying to show me like the kid life trying to make me have fun and like trying to like block all that real world stuff out of my view so i don't have to worry about that till i'm older in which now i see that a lot because the real world stuff is like it's crazy everything's super expensive (laughs) the world sucks but you just have to make the most out of it pretty much and then my dad was trying to show me like but like yeah this is like the real stuff like this is what you're gonna have to do which i like that better to be honest, just because so I know, but I understand I wouldn't want my kid it's to jump in. It's inappropriate. Yeah, like, I wouldn't want my kid to know all the real world stuff until they're older anyways. Yeah. Which I understand. But I feel like it's helped me a lot knowing stuff before I'm older. It's just, but yeah. I mean, not when you're like eight or seven, Yeah, right? I know. Like 13, 14, yeah. you start becoming a teenager. Yeah. Now that you're 17, like the past couple of years you've lived with your dad, you've matured like immensely. And that's because you've kind of been on your own more like not with your mom and stepdad hovering over you trying to like make every decision for you you've had to like really you've gotten the opportunity to really step into who you are yeah but some people wouldn't have done what you've done with that time you know what i Mm -hmm. mean like you're a special type of person because 
a lot of kids could have take wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, you know just what I sit mean? Sit around, play video games. Yeah, and you actually took that opportunity to be like, all right, I'm going to like find something I love, which kind of came naturally to you, which is tattooing, and then also like you're doing homeschool, you're finishing your diploma, which yeah. you're going to graduate early, which is awesome. Yeah. And you've matured, like, your personality, like, your character, the person that you are. Mm. And I think it's just, like, you are you have an old soul. Mm. And you are, like I've told you before, like, you're ahead of your years. That's why I think when you moved in with your dad, it was, like, perfect timing. Yeah, it kind of let me figure out what I wanted to do. And, like, let me, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of yeah. hard. It's, like, let me do what I want to do on my own. I understand, like. I'm a kid and everything, and I need to, like, listen to rules and all this stuff, which mm-hmm. I still do. I, well, now it's kind of different because, like, I take care of my own stuff most of the time. But, like, back then when I first started, like, when I first moved over there, yeah, it was, like, yeah, I was just, like, finding who I was and stuff. It was, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of weird. What but, was that like? Uh, It was hard just because, like, all all this stuff going on at once. When you're a teenager, it's just it's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Like life is weird. Yeah, life is weird. You're like depressed, but you're not depressed for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. That's like how most teenagers are. Depressed. But, yeah. Really? Like not like depressed, but like I don't know how to explain it. Try. Like I don't know. You just feel like life sucks. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't understand how to explain it. I remember that feeling, yeah. like, no, everything sucks, nothing's going right, like, what the, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember, what's her name? Pause the video. <laughs> Who's the name that, what's the name that does our hair? Oh, Corinne. Yeah, so Corinne was telling me about when she was younger, which is the girl that does our, our hair, like, styles our hair, when I had longer hair, at least. She was telling me when she was younger, she she had, like, a sister or a cousin that told her that she was, like, super depressed and all this, and she wanted to, like, she, like, I don't want to like. She wanted to end her life. Yeah. Okay. Like she was really depressed, basically, and she told her that she told me that she doesn't even remember nothing. She doesn't remember why she was mad or nothing, which shows you that it doesn't. Like it wasn't yeah, that big of a deal. It wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, when you're a teenager, it's like everything is a yeah. huge deal. It's the end of the world yeah. if you if you you know lose your girlfriend or yeah. if you're for especially for girls like my friend won't talk to me. It's the end of the world yeah. or yeah, I totally get that. I, I've seen you in those moments where you're like, there's nothing left for yeah. me. It's the end of the world. I'm like, no, you have so much ahead of you. It's like, how do you how do you talk to your kids in that moment? Like, what what would you want to hear in those moments from your parents? Is there anything? Honestly, don't even say anything. Just let, let them do what they want to do. Not what they want to do. Let them do them and just be there for them. Like, if they need anything, be there for them. Don't just give them everything, but just, like being there so just say like i know you're going through a lot right now and i'm here if you need me yeah if like if you need anything i got you like that's just pretty it much it just feels good to know yeah, that exactly don't like oh what's wrong what's wrong like oh, tell me right now like that's not gonna work it never works yeah that's, that's just gonna make true. them to not start to not like you and then that just creates like parent and kid problems and so the more you pry the more you're gonna yeah, push them away exactly yeah yeah that's how it is that makes sense because when a kid turns, like, 13, not every kid, but I'm saying, like... From your experience. From my experience and from, like, other people that I know, like, their experience. When they turn, like, 13, they just want to do their own thing, like... 13? Like, 13 up. Like, that's when you start, like, start, like <laughs> that's, like, the start of it, to be honest. That's when you start, like, becoming... Yeah. Like, thinking about who am I? Yeah. What am I about? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's so hard to parent that age. And honestly, like, I'm not looking forward to parenting Blue when yeah, that, she's a teenager. That's why I don't really want to be a parent anytime soon. <laughs> Especially, like, in this day and age. Yeah, exactly. This and, day and age is so spoiled. That we have everything, like, entitled. there's so many other, like, countries and everything that don't have anything. We yeah. take advantage of everything, which is, honestly, it's not a bad thing. We take advantage of everything because we have it. Mm-hmm. But, like, not too many people realize how much stuff, how much freedom we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, Blue, a lot of kids around yeah, they that know. age are, like, they just want more and more and yeah. more. They don't, they don't know what it's like to struggle, you know? Yeah. So, I want to kind of go back a little bit. So, me and your dad, we were married, so we were going through divorce, and then it took years to get a divorce because there was so much stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But then I met Henry, and we dated for a couple years, and, like, you would go with me over there, and you start you met Cruz and Nico, and it was like, that was two years of just dating before we moved in together. Do you remember anything from that time period? Yeah, I remember, like, hanging out with Cruz and Nico, just sleeping inside, like, the room. Honestly, we were just kids, just being kids. Yeah. Like, we didn't, like, think about it at all, really. You just thought, like, oh, our parents are... Yeah, our parents are together, so we have to be together, so, yeah. <laughs> Is and that then, really what goes through your mind? Yeah, like, we just, we had fun. We, like, slept in the same, like, room and everything. Mm-hmm. Watched movies and everything. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I kind of felt like you guys were good back yeah. then. You know, mm-hmm. you guys have always been good, but I'm sure, like, once we moved in together, did did it feel different? Not really, no. Because we were there most of the time anyway, so. We were. Or they were at our house. Yeah. <laughs> Which house were we in? The one with the... The small one that just me and you had. Yeah. The yeah. one with, like, the big basketball court. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they would come over all the time and sleep in your room. Yeah. You had a fire truck bed. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Like, you were three when... Like, me and Henry met, and then you were about four and a half, five when we moved in together. Mm -hmm. And it's so many years of just, like, family shit, you know? As long as I can remember, that's, like, all I can remember. Like, Henry and my dad, that's, like, the start of my life, pretty much. That's, like, what I can remember. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it. So you've had, like, two father figures? Yeah, like, my whole life. That's all I, like, I can remember. Yeah. And so you went from being like my only child to going into a family with you now have two brothers that are mm-hmm. living with us. And then two months later, after moving in together, we got custody of Alicia and Roman. So and you were the youngest of all of them. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like when they came to live with us and like any feelings that you were feeling at all? Uh, I mean, not really. I was just kind of like going along with it. But not, like, thinking about it, mm, I don't know. Did you ever feel like, now I have to share my mom? Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I have to share my mom. With all these people? Yeah, <laughs> it was kind of, like, overwhelming <clears throat> sometimes, I guess. It's kind of hard to remember because it was a long time ago. Yeah. But, yeah, me me and Alicia are the one that, like, got along, like, pretty much better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. We were, like, always together. Yeah. So. You guys had so much in common. Yeah. And she was hilarious. Like, you guys mm-hmm. always had fun together. And yeah. It was like this, I don't know, there was always like this dynamic in our house growing up that me as your mom, like, you being my only biological child, it was always so hard for me to navigate because I didn't want anyone to think I was treating you better. Mm-hmm. But 
at the same time, I feel like that made me like not I sacrificed a lot because of that with you. You know what I mean? And like that's something that I think about a lot because there's times where I would just want to like do something special with you. Mm. But then it was like, oh, I can't do that because I, you know, then I have to do something special with all four of the other ones. And it was just really hard for me to like balance it without them judging me, without you judging me. Like, I always felt like I had to please everyone. You know what I mean? The the truth is, you really don't have to please everybody. Like, I know. Like, if you really think about it, now. I know that now. Yeah, <laughs> I now, wish I would have known that then. Yeah. Honestly, it w- obviously, it's like, oh, you, like, you took like you took him, you didn't take me. Obviously, that's the feeling you're going to say that. But, like, if you really think about it, like, you're my mom, biologically, Henry's their dad biologically, so that obviously the feelings are going to be a little bit different right. no matter what circumstances it is. Like, that's exactly. just the way it is. Like, yeah. there, you, you have a certain connection with your kid, mm-hmm. no matter if it's your kid non-biologically or biologically. You have a different connection. You can love them whichever way you want, but it's going to be like, it's going to be different type of love. Yeah, and that's on. That's how, always how yeah. I felt, and it was always so scary to voice that though. Yeah, because I didn't want to hurt anyone. But then once we started going through therapy, I started understanding it better. And and your therapist actually remember the black dude. Yeah, he explained it so well because Henry was having a really hard time understanding why you didn't act the same way the boys did. Like when he would yeah. reprimand you guys and. The therapist was like, if you tell your boys that you've raised since day one to take out the trash, they're just going to do it. Yeah. If you tell Irie, take out the trash, he's going to hear it in a tone that you, your boys might, might not hear it in. Yeah. Or he's going to feel like, why why is he making me take out the trash? Or yeah. like, it's just different because it's not someone that you've built that bond with already. Yeah. So like as step parents and as biological parents, we have to like really understand that the, the child isn't going to always hear it the way that you want them to hear yeah. it and i feel like that happened a lot with yeah Henry a lot Henry. yeah definitely <laughs> well okay that i kind of want to talk about that a little bit like the stepdad part because you and henry have definitely like butt heads over the years but then i also feel like you guys have a really strong connection mm-hmm. you know what i mean like was it just like the authoritative way that he comes across or was it just like what was it i feel like it was just like the arguing we both have like a smart talking personality true so like that just didn't go good together like i'll say something smart to him and he'll say something smart back to me which will get me mad and then it'll make him mad and then we'll start going like back at it but then we'll just make up easily so it wasn't like a big deal yeah but yeah i think he like always expected and he's he used to anyway he's not as hard as he was Mm -hmm. which we've seen now but he was like when he says something it goes you know and Irie was never just that cooperative you know like you ju- you just weren't and there's there's parts of me that love that because it's going to really be good for you at some point yeah. in your life you know but then there's parts where it's like oh my gosh i re- like i remember getting so much anxiety when you guys would just start to have like a little tiff do you remember like yeah. and you and then i would like butt in because i would think i need to save you yeah. and then you would be the one to tell me mom like we got this we're okay do you remember those yeah. times yeah that was like more later on huh yeah yeah yeah, because, like, all growing up with Henry, like, I always felt like I needed to protect you. Mm-hmm. And I knew that he loved you, 
but I didn't really like the way that he loved you sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, I had my version of the way that I want expectations Mm -hmm. of him that, which now I've learned, like, you can't have those expectations on other people. Like, everyone's going to love people the way that they do, right? Mm -hmm. But it was just a lot of, like, anxiety for me, like, throughout all of those years. And I was always questioning Am I making the right decision? Should I stay with this man? And I would literally, like, I would literally feel in my head like I needed to choose between you and him sometimes. And it was it was hard. And then, like, you got to the age where you were like, you didn't want us to break up because you didn't want Blue and Sunny to go through mm-hmm. what you went through. You know what I mean? So, like, me and Henry have had, I feel like every marriage has probably had ups and downs where you're like, man, should we stay together? Should we not? And especially like back when I was drinking more and like we would party a lot more, we would argue. You mm. know what I mean? And now now we hardly ever argue. But it's, yeah, it's it's been a roller coaster as the mom. But I guess I was always just afraid I wasn't making the right decision. So mm. I'm I'm curious, like from your point of view... And you're not going to hurt my feelings. Like, do you feel like I did anything wrong or, like, something I could have done better? Uh, uh, like, think about those moms out there that are in my position. Like, what's something that they could be doing for, like, their biological child? Or, like, what what did you need that maybe you didn't get? Um, I feel like it's kind of hard. <laughs> it is. It's a hard question. Think about it. Uh, or imagine, like, yourself as six years old and, like, eight years old or... Like, do you remember any, like, emotions or feelings you had back then where you're like, man, I wish my mom would have done this, or... I think, like, the only thing I can remember is, like, just wanting to see my dad. hmm I don't know. See your dad more? Yeah. And, like, I think, now that I think about it, one thing is, like, one thing that bothered me a lot is when, like, Henry would, like, try to, like, make a decision, like, like about my dad with you. hmm Like, to me, at that time, I just feel like it had nothing to do... With, okay. with, like, I feel like only had something to do with you and me. So that just, like, made me, like, mad or something. Because you guys would, like, talk about it and, like, b- like build something up. And then, like, I, like, want something totally different. And yeah. Just, like, I can totally see that. And that is definitely a mistake that we made, number one, by talking about anything in front of you. Yeah. Which we shouldn't have been. And number two, it's difficult when you're in a marriage with someone and, like, you have to co-parent with somebody else because your husband or wife, they get involved and like mm-hmm. they're your go-to person, right? And you want to talk to them about everything. But I can totally see how you would be irritated when he would try to like say his yeah. piece and make decisions when it's like, you're not my dad. This is between me, my mom and my dad. Yeah. Right. I, I get that. Like now I understand why, like, cause I would want to talk <clears throat> to my partner about that too. But I feel like then that's what I was thinking. As a kid, yeah. Because yeah. you're not really understanding what's going yeah. on exactly. And you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? Like, yeah. why is he g- getting getting in this, you know? Yeah. I, I totally get that. And then what's something that you think me and Henry did right when we blended our families together? Um, like, just making everyone feel, like, together. Like, like, we're all, like, the same person, at least. Yeah. Like, we're not nothing different from each other. Like, mm-hmm. we're all the same. That's good. Like, we're not nothing more special than each other. We're all, like, we do the same things. We zero at the same time. We take showers at the same time. Yeah. That's, like, yeah. Everyone was put in sports. Yeah. Every, like, even Alicia and Roman, we signed them up for all the same stuff that you guys did. Yeah. Like, well, Nico was kind of, like, the goody-goody kid <laughs> out of everybody, but. That's just because he, like, followed the rules. Yeah, Nico was, like, 
the best kid for you guys until he hit like <laughs> like what 15 16 yeah i don't know what happened <laughs> i mean he still follows the rules but i think the different biggest difference between you and nico is he holds everything inside you let it out yeah like around this part and it scares me for him to hold it inside too because like i want him to be able to express himself and i feel like He's been conditioned for a long time. Like, if you just be quiet and don't say nothing, then you're not going to get in trouble. Exactly. The more you hold your emotions, I feel like the better. The, the more, better? Yeah. Why? Because if you just let your emotions out at once, then the person sees how easily triggered you can That's get. That's true. If you hold it in and take it out later, then, I mean, it it has, like, multiple ways. Like, what do you? What kind of things could you do to take it out later, like... Honestly, talk to someone or like yeah, talk draw to or like mostly just talk to someone i'm i'm not good at that i'm usually like on the spot i like to solve things then and there <laughs> like i won't like say if i get an like argument, your mom if i get an argument with my girlfriend or something yeah like i want to like i don't want to like leave each other until it's fixed because I, I get like an anxiety or something okay and i just feel like it needs to be fixed or like it's not going to get fixed if so, we just let it sit there what happens if you're with someone that needs space? That's where, that's the where conflict it gets, comes. That's where it gets tough. Yeah. How is Stephanie? She's the type of girl that likes like a little bit of space, and then I'm like the type that like wants to solve it right there. And she's like, no, that's gonna solve by space, mm -hmm. which does work. Mm -hmm. But I don't. It's hard for me to see that in the moment. Yeah. So I I was the same way for yeah. years as you. And what I've learned, like, I'm still practicing this, obviously, but what I've learned is actually our therapist told us this. She was like, if you get mad about something, like, oh, my gosh, my stomach, <laughs> sleep on it. And if tomorrow you're still mad, then it's worth talking about. Yeah, exactly. That's true. Because half the time me and Henry get in fights, like, the next day I'm like, oh, who cares? Like, I don't yeah. even know what we we're fighting about. But, like, like I, I was really freaking pissed in that moment and I wanted to, like, yeah. you know, like freak out and yell and scream and like text him but i was i will hold back and then the next day i'm like okay i'm not even mad like that was nothing that's kind of how like our little tiffs are now it's like he mm. left the he peed all over the toilet seat or something like little mm. shit like that that pisses me off yeah. but yeah relationships are are hard yeah. like especially being 17 and having to like deal with social media yeah. like what's that like having a I feel like you and Nico and Cruz are kind of all similar in this yeah. in a way. Yeah, we are. Like what? Tell me. Like, we, I mean, I'm not really big on, like, this, like, the social media relationship stuff. Like, I obviously post my girlfriend and everything, but I'm not, like, posting all this, like, every single thing we do. Like, I don't post everything. Yeah. I feel like that just, why do you, you don't need people mm -hmm. involved in your life. It's your life. Like, you don't need to impress anybody. Like, who are, like, that's just, I don't see that. A lot of people need to like impress all mm -hmm. their friends and like oh yeah see i'm in this relationship but in reality they're just they're not even happy yeah. they're just posting stuff yeah and that that goes on even into like adults yeah, and exactly. families and instagram moms that look like they have everything yeah perfect. i see that a lot like all these like moms on instagram they're like like that get tattoos for me or something or that want to get tattoos for me mm -hmm. i'm not pointing anybody out if you're watching this <laughs> but like all you all they do is post like all this like stuff. I don't know how to explain it, but is it like their house? Yeah, or, like, and they're like doing stuff throughout the day or yeah. with their kids. And or... who knows? They could be super happy in a relationship, but most of the time, it's just it's the opposite. Wait, you think most of the time people aren't happy? Yeah, when they're like always telling everyone oh, about their life. 
on social I actually media. believe that too. Like the more when I meet someone and they're like over the top, yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm so in love or oh my yeah. gosh, I have the best life. It's like, okay, you obviously. Yeah, they're trying to cover it up that they actually are sad about something. Yeah. Because they don't want the person to think something of them. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, totally true. Sometimes I'm like, do I post too much? Do you think I do? Yeah. <laughs> he said, yeah. <laughs> what? No, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, like, what do you guys call me? Like a Facebook yeah, mom? Yeah, or Instagram Facebook mom. Okay, what's that? It's just like when you post like like the house or like your kids like every single day, like getting ready <laughs> for school. It's just like, because kids <laughs> like school, they see that and they're like, oh, I saw your mom Instagram or something. Why are your friends following me, Dude, first of all? People are weird. That's just how it is. I guess I should look through my followers, yeah. I Sometimes I'll get, when you guys were younger, I would get follows, but mm. I'd be like, no, like, I'm not accepting it. But once you guys got older, it was like, okay, not a big deal. And, you know, I'm trying to get that follower, up count, yeah. follower count up. <laughs> <laughs> Just playing. <laughs> I want everyone to go follow my healing and dealing dot podcast yeah. on Instagram. That's what I really want the followers on, so. That's what I'm saying with me. I want everyone to follow my tattoo account. That's, like, the main reason I have my main account. Yeah. And everything right now. Yeah. Because I really don't even, like, I don't care about Instagram. Yeah. It's just, like, I only have it for business because that's the only thing I have, have business for. How do you, like, choose a girlfriend in this day and age? Like, how hard is it? For me, I, like, what I found in my girlfriend is that she's not trying to please anybody. She just, she's being herself. Mm, and okay. And she's, like, she doesn't care what people think about her or anything. Yeah. She's just doing her thing. And that's, she's like. She's real. Yeah, that's how I am, too. It's, like, I don't care, like, if they're mad at me. Like, I don't care. Or, like, if they're mad at me for doing something. Mad about, me for dressing or getting tattoos a certain way or something. I don't care. I see. So you want you want to be able to express yourself, yeah. and you want her to express herself freely. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. That's cool. I like that. And so there's like a lot of females that on are not social like that. media, and and that I know are just like not your guys's cup of tea. No, it's just it's embarrassing for them, honestly. Wow. Like, that's, like, a lot nowadays. Like, all these girls on Instagram just trying to, like, post pictures of themselves on their stories and stuff. It's, like, if you really think about it, like, bro, like. But why do you think they're doing that? Probably because they want to get people's attention, whether they like it or whether they're doing it for themselves or not. They're trying to, they're trying to have someone look at it and feel a certain way. Maybe call them, oh, you're so fun or you're beautiful. That gives them a feeling or something. And that makes them repost new stuff because they know people like it that you just explained that perfectly yeah so yeah they they post it and then they get some type of validation back yeah, and, yeah, then validation. Like, and then they keep wanting that it's like yeah. a dopamine hit so they keep doing it and doing it and then what they call it is they're doing it for themselves like like it makes them feel good about themselves yeah which is what it does but yeah. really you're not doing it like for yourself you're doing it to like yeah there's another way to good. do it there's another yeah. way to go about feeling good about yourself yeah. than seeking out attention all the time, right? Mm. But I was one of those girls. I just didn't have social media. But I don't think I would have been, like, posting myself all the time because I'm not mm. that type of person. But I definitely was the type of girl that was, like, seeking love. Mm. Like, I wasn't, like, super flirty and, like, talked to a bunch of guys. It was like, I want to fall in love and get married. Mm. Like, I, yeah. it's kind of like how yeah, you are, where it was like I, I wasn't into, like, all these, like, 
a bunch of different guys when I was younger. It was like, okay, who who's going to be my husband? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I was looking for when I was so young. But that was a form of me being validated, you yeah. know? That was a form of me seek searching for love, seeking someone to care about me, someone mm-hmm. to keep me safe. And it was like something I had to process, you know? Mm-hmm. So now it's just like we have social media and these girls are letting it out in different ways. Yeah. And I just pray that that blue, my daughter and whoever's listening, like I pray that we are giving our daughters everything that they need to feel like they don't have to do that uh-huh. to get attention. You know, mm-hmm. like spend that quality time with them, build them up, make them strong warriors. Yeah. And it's definitely, um, it's it's hard to raise kids these days. On like, especially like on iPads. Because when I have a kid, I'll probably get an iPad for them, but they're not going to use it like they're like, <laughs> where are you gonna, gonna get it? Just games or what? Yeah, they're gonna play games or something. But like, no TikTok. Yeah, no TikTok. That's gonna come tell like the parents the, the scariness of TikTok, dude. Yeah, you. If your kid is like ten or under, they should not even have a phone. Because like yeah. I had a phone in like what ten? I think I had my first iPod at like ten. Mm-hmm. But you were able to like go on Instagram and stuff, whatever. Yeah. But um. But why shouldn't yeah, they? Because there's just creepy people out there especially if you're a girl like i know like i don't know people personally but i know of stuff that like happen people dudes are weird especially nowadays like dudes there's like a less percentage of dudes that are like not getting laid mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. so like it's literally proven there's <laughs> like there's less percentage of dudes that are not getting laid which makes crazy dudes which means they're out there on the internet because that's Lurking. where all the that's where all the young girls are on trying to show off for themselves and stuff. That's scary. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. So there's some weirdos out there, especially on, like, Snapchat. Snapchat is a complete, like, no, especially for, okay. like, people that are younger. Because that's, like, the... What age do you think is appropriate? I think for Snapchat or, like, Instagram or mm-hmm. for all that. For all of it. I think, like, 14, 13. I think that's, like, more appropriate. Because okay. hopefully they understand... Like, what to do and what not to do. They have some, like, yeah. built-up beliefs and values inside them. Yeah, because just social media can ruin your life if you do the wrong thing. Like really? If, yeah, if you, like, send certain stuff. Yeah. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yes. That can ruin your life. I've told, I used to tell Alicia that all the time. Like, don't send anything that you wouldn't want to post it on the internet. Because exactly. it could happen. Because, say, if you're sending, like, nudes to your boyfriend or girlfriend something, really, if you think about it, that stuff doesn't matter because the only thing that they need that for is to use against you later yeah. when you're they're not doing what you want them to do or something. I they're going to use it against you because if they really, like, want to see that part of you, then they'll just try to – they'll do that in real life. Right. And they'll try to, like, build something with you, not like, oh, send me this, send me that. They're just going to save it and use it against you later. Yeah, And that's honestly, what happens to most of these girls nowadays. And that's like, why they're depressed. That's, yeah, it's, like, super, I feel like as a mom, mm-hmm. it's, like, disrespectful for a kid to be, like, send me nudes, because, yeah. like you just said perfectly, like, build something with that person, yeah. make that in-person relationship exactly. connection. That makes you a realer dude. Yeah. Like, because if you're just asking for that, like, what type of person are you, a girl or boy? Like, bro, you're just asking for that stuff. You're not even working for it. If you actually show something of yourself, show you're worthy for that makes you a real person, not just asking for it because you want to feel some type of way. Yeah. It's hard to explain. And you feel like they owe you that yeah. or like if you want me to keep talking to you, send me this or send yeah. me that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then, like you said, all these girls end up doing it. A lot of girls end up doing it, yeah. and then it backfires. Because most girls are are like you. They want to have something real, or they want to, like, and they think that if do if they do that for the dude, it's going to, like, make, make the dude, like, yeah. want to be with them forever. I mean, that's not, if a dude does that, that's just an automatic sign that he does not want to be with you forever. That's so That's, true. Irie, you just spoke some, like, yeah. real shit right there yeah. because that is so true. Like, that is what they're looking for. Like, oh, if I send this, he's going to like me yeah, more. Or it's going to keep the relationship going good or our friendship going good. But in, in reality, it's just it's he, not. He doesn't have any respect for yeah, you. there's no respect. And the way someone treats you when they're mad is a vision. Like, the way someone yells at you or, like, treats you, like, if, say if they hit you or something abusive... That's how much they respect you. Right. Like, no matter if it was just out of emotions or whatever, that's how much they respect you. Yeah. That just gives you an example. Gives you a gauge on where you're at. Yeah. On that level with them. Yeah, what you were going to say, like, the way someone treats you when they're angry, that's, you can get a lot from that. You can also, like, if, you can also build respect and lose respect. Like, that's not something that just has to be the same forever. Like, you can, like, True. Yell at someone and be super mad and not respect them, but then you can also respect them like the next day. Yeah, and that, that's just how it is. Yeah, people can earn respect yeah. back, just like trust. I think. Yeah. What do you think about trust? Can you earn trust back? Uh, like if someone certain, cheats or something. Cheating to me, I don't think I would never go back to someone that cheated on me just because that shows how much respect they have for you. Yeah. And if you just go back, that's just gonna. Show them what they're able to do to you, what they're right. not able to do to you. If you think that you're going to grow together after someone cheated on you, you're probably not. It's, if you are, it's going to be fake, most likely. Yeah. But you never know. Some people actually get past that because you're stupid when you're young. Like, you don't know stuff. True. But when you're, like, are you talking about if you're, like, younger or older? Your age. My age? A lot of dudes think, like, not off their, like, heart. <laughs> They yeah. think with their head. So, on uh, dudes, dudes and girls at my age definitely change over time. So yeah, you guys are your brains are still growing. Yeah. You don't have to forgive them. It doesn't mean they're going to be a cheater forever or nothing. But but yeah. do you think someone that's older, yeah, probably won't change. Probably not. Yeah, because they're already developed. I, I mean, you can definitely change, obviously. But I, I don't. I feel like everybody. Henry can used change. to be a cheater. Yeah, I know. Even before me, like he says. He cheated on, like, almost everyone he was with because yeah. he just wasn't ready. Yeah. But, like, something clicked in his brain. Yeah, you can definitely change at whatever age. It's just, like, you're just more stupid when you're <laughs> young and stuff. Yeah, true. All right, well, we we talked for 47 minutes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Is there any anything else you want to share with the audience? This is your first yeah. time on. You're definitely going to come back. But that was, like, a good, really, really good intro to... You um, and your, some of your beliefs. Um, I think the one thing a parent needs to know is just let your kid be who they want to be, not what you want them to be, not what you, like, fantasize about what your kid is going to be or something. Let them figure out what they want to do. Be there for them and help them get to that place. And it's, al- it's always going to come back better to the parent or to you. It's not going to resolve in a bad way. Like, the kid is going to respect you and, like, all that. Like, that's why I respect my dad so much. And I respect you guys because you guys let me. Like, you guys, my, my dad 
helped me buy supplies when I was first like starting. He bought he bought me all the supplies I needed whenever I needed them. Had no money, mm-hmm. and now, like I I pay him for that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I help him out. We help each other out. That is awesome. But if he were was just like no, I don't have any money, which he really didn't have that much money, just be giving out for tattoo supplies. Mm-hmm. I wasn't making that much money, but he did it because he knew it was gonna pay off. And now look, I have my own car. I have a motorcycle, which which I'm not happy. Yeah, about. you're not happy about. <laughs> And uh, he uses my car, so I bet he's happy about that. Yeah, that's awesome. That was such yeah. great advice, Yeah, honestly. Um, thank you for coming on the show and being vulnerable and being how, showing your awesome self. Like, I love being around you. I love your energy. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're amazing. And I'm proud that I helped make you because mm-hmm. you're fucking rad. <laughs> I love you. Hey, love you too. All right, so let all the listeners know where they can find you, what your tattoo business, like your Instagram, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. Let everyone know. Okay, so if any of you guys want to make an appointment, my, I'm free all the time pretty much. I'm not booked out. You can find me on Instagram, Death Cut Tattoos. Check out my work. I have good quality work. I use the best supplies, professional about it. I'm clean and all that. If I've let him tattoo me, then he must be doing something right. Yeah, I've, I've tattooed a lot of like people that were watching me play baseball yes. and stuff when I was a little kid. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And like all of her friends, a lot of her friends. Yeah, I love it. And like you, your work is legit and you're just getting better and better and better. Yeah, I tried to perfect all of my stuff that I do. Yeah. I need to, I just need to work on like my actual art skills because I'm a really good artist, like tattoo artist right now. I just need to work on like... The drawing? Yeah, the drawing part, like yeah. building my own like stuff yeah i feel like that's what makes like a real tattoo artist i i add all my like special touches and like designs because you always have to find like references and stuff like i'm Mm -hmm. i'm young so i don't know like all like i know how to draw everything yeah so i have to find like references and stuff but i put stuff together add my own touch i could do any custom design that you want pretty much yeah yeah so yeah everyone hit up irie at death cut tattoos on instagram if you want to get a tattoo and have an awesome conversation with him while you're getting it. Thanks, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you loved what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes, share it with your friends, and tag me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at healinganddealing.podcast and by joining our Facebook group. Be sure to follow me for inspiration, tips, and exciting news about upcoming episodes. If you are interested in working with me one-on-one or have questions or comments about what you heard today, please email me at healinganddealing.podcast at gmail.com. Your support means the world to me. I'm so grateful to be sharing my voice and the voices of others with you. Now, let's keep healing and dealing. We'll see you in the next episode.